Welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train, Jared Freed, coming to you live from the Comedy Store in sunny Los Angeles, California. That's right, people. If you know the show, you know. You know every now and again I take a trip to the West Coast and the Comedy Store opens its doors. We've got Brett Erickson on the ones and twos. He's just gave the thumbs up. They say, Papa JT, Come on in. They roll out the red carpet. They unfurl. And I walk in with my wizard hat on, the wizard of ha. I walk in, my cape draped behind me, and I saunter in, and we get some episodes done. And I I love coming here and having this option because everyone knows the Comedy Store, world-famous comedy club, one of the best clubs in the country. Everyone, and I say to them, I go, hey, let me get you on the show, and we can bring guests on that you wouldn't have gotten to have, you know, in dreary, foggy Manhattan. So this is an opportunity. Anytime we can get people in uh, the studio here, I'm pumped to do it. I want to thank Brett for coming in. I want to thank uh, the Comedy Store for making this available. Um, I'm very excited. So it's cool to be here. We're going to get ahead a little bit. So we're going to get to all the emails. If you're listening right now and you are in the following towns, okay? Also, this is coming out after the San Diego weekend. Uh, I'm sure those went great. I want to thank everyone who came. I'll give a real thank you once I do this after I've done the shows. But I'm sure it went great. People were pretty pumped over Instagram. Listen, if you're listening right now and you are in Boston and if you are in New York, those are the two I'm going to concentrate on because those are the two weekends I have coming up. Boston and New York, I need you right now to go get those tickets. Let's make it happen. I want to land in Boston. Yes, I fly from New York. I want to land with all the shows sold out so that I don't have to do anything on my Instagram and I don't have to be a pain in the fucking ass, okay? I don't want to keep asking. Laugh Boston, March 19th through 21st. That's right. Uh, There's going to be, I think, five shows. So get involved. Um, Gotham, April 17th and 18th. There's four shows. They're going to sell out. You might as well get the group chat. Get the group chat. I get it. Listen, I get it. I get it. I know what you're going through. Hey, let's go watch this guy who yells at the Bachelor. Oh, I don't know. I don't like the Bachelor. Oh, I don't know. I don't like. I don't like yelling. Oh no, no. I and I know you're my you're my PR team. You're going to them. No, no, no. I swear, I am more worried about you than I am your friends. Your friends are gonna have a fucking blast. I know what I'm doing. You, I gotta make sure you look good to them, and I I take that responsibility. Very seriously. Gravely. I don't know. The word gravely. I don't know if I'm using it right, but it makes it feel more tense. I take it. It's a, it is, it's what I care about most. Because you guys, you're involved. You're you're involved with my startup. Okay? Yeah, you're J Train Industries, a penny stock. You're buying in. So I gotta make you look good. I gotta make your investment pay off. And the Wizard of Ha is coming. Okay? Laugh Boston. That's uh, March 19th through the 21st, and then Gotham, New York City, the 17th and 18th of April. Get those tickets, get those tickets, get those tickets. I'm very excited about today's guest. Um, we've I've heard a lot about you just via you know mutual friends and stuff. Very cool to have you. Very funny comic. 
Bobby Miyamoto, thank you for coming on, man. Thanks for having me. I have, I know a girl in New York that's gone to some of your live shows. She has. Yeah, she turned me on to you. She goes, you got to listen to this guy. He's great. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the best compliment. Yeah. This is like this is the thing. That's the best compliment someone can give. I appreciate that. This, I had someone go, hey, because we all know how we act. When someone tells you to watch something, you go, fuck off. Yeah, yeah. I got my schedule. I know what I like. You know, you don't want to give in. You want to hate, and the and that's okay. We're all human. The first, you know, instinct. It's okay to be human. It's okay to salivate when you smell something good. Yeah, and it's very nice that she would uh, push you towards my show. She was like, I didn't understand. She's like, I thought we were going to see stand up, but he came out and he did a podcast. She goes, she goes, really? It was great. Oh, that's and so then cool. Someone else told me go go. They said that uh, it's a ton of a uh, hot women at your show. Hey, well, this is the truth. Uh, we have a beautiful audience, and I, I take pride in that, too. <laughs> You're all my beautiful babies, and I love that. I love – well, you know what it is? The audience that likes this show is a fun group of people. They get it, yeah. and and I know it's we're, you know, we're skewing female now. It's, uh, it used to be – you know now we have a lot of women that listen, and they you – know, I think the, the type of person that listens you – know, it's, it's someone that wants honesty, that likes fun – that will, you know, and, and sometimes people are like, well, do you have to only talk about dating? I talk about anything I want on stage. And people, they know the sensibility and they're, you know, they're on board. Whether you disagree or agree, you're going to laugh. Is this something you just kind of backed into? A little bit. I mean, and it just really took off. Well, you know, we started this as another type of podcast. I just love talk radio. Yeah. I, I really do love podcasts. I listen to, I probably listen to um, upwards of 10 hours of podcasts a week. Which is a lot of hours. In New York, it's a little easier because you got easier. on the subway. Totally. But I mean, while I'm walking, podcasting. I'm listening really? to a lot. When I'm home, you cooking. You work out to podcast? Yes. When I lift, I podcast. When I run, I do music. Um, but yeah, I'm a, I'm Emmy. I think I understand the life of a listener a little more than maybe. You know, because I hear a lot of people, they'll be like, I've never. They'll be like, I've never listened to a podcast. I want to start a podcast. I'm like, man, you're you're walking around with your eyes closed. Yeah. And I, you know, I just talked about this on another show I was just taping. When I would go to bed at night, younger, growing up, I, I hated going to bed. I think it was like, you know, I just hated like, the, I hated silence to go to bed. And they have those like white noise machines now. But I hated the idea of like the day's done. So I would put on sports talk radio. Yeah. And I would listen to it on t- sleep timer. 20 minutes and by the time you know if i had to do another 20 i'd turn it back on again but i'd usually be asleep by the end of the 20 minutes and it was it was and i say this about a lot of podcasts it's a chance to get out of your own head you know so um but i it's very cool that someone you know the be, the best compliment is a, is a is a referral yeah but bobby you do stand up here in la mm-hmm. how long have you been doing it oh off and on at least 18 years, probably. That's great. Yeah. And you're a writer on Lights Out with David Spade. Yeah, I go on the road with Spade, too. And you go on the road yeah. with Spade. What What is that like? I mean, it's like, awesome. how did you meet, you know, David Spade? Like, uh, like we... I, I opened for Michelle Wolf, and I love doing shows with her, but we're friends. Like, we started together. I wasn't plucked out of obscurity, so well, to speak. I, I've become friends with him now. Of course. Right? Um, but I'm saying, like, when I met, you know, Michelle and I, like, we we text every day, yeah, you yeah. know. Like her asking me on the road isn't the most crazy thing. David Spade, I grew up watching. You know, like you grow up, like you're like that's. It's a little weird at first. Yeah. yeah. Um. 
I had filled in for someone, I think it was down in Irvine or something, and mm. then just randomly he had a Tahoe gig. He goes, if you want to fly yourself up there, you can do it. And he was like, he was almost apologizing if you want to. Sure. And I'm like, believe me, I've done, I would do anything for this. Yeah. And so I uh, I flew up there, and then he'd just have stuff here and there, and then he had a Vegas, Vegas show. He was at the, he switched now, he's at the Mirage, but he was at Venetian. Okay. So it was me and Kevin Farley on those shows. That's Chris Farley's brother. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, there, there's different guys rotating well, through. you know what I tell people, and the first time I think I came to L.A., I, you know, I I don't, you know, doing shows anywhere, if you're a stand-up comedian, going to a new city where you don't know the lay of the land, yeah, it's tough anywhere. I think the first time I came, I just came and kind of, like, investigated. Like, I did a bunch, like, I had friends that lived here, so I had a reason. I had a place, like, couches to stay on. I had a place to stay, and I was like, I'll just go drop by the comedy store. And I was pretty drunk. I, I was like, hey, I'm a comic. They're like, yeah, you can stand on the back. So I s- sat in the back, and David Spade comes on stage. And I remember, this is a story that I now told to a bunch of people. I was like, you know, I I think he's, I was like, that's a funny guy, but I never knew him as a stand-up. Yeah. My, my, you Most know, people don't. I think uh, yeah. even some people are surprised. They, they don't know how his stand-up is going to be. Ex- exactly. Like, and, and that's in the same way, you know, the reason I started a podcast is because no one was casting me as the friend on a sitcom. So is that's that how- you started I, as an actor? No. I never just, acted a day in my life. But I'm saying in, I just know that people go to comedy shows because yeah. they recognize someone. People, nine out of ten people at a comedy show come because they recognize you from something else. Exactly. So I was doing stand-up. I'm like, how do I get to do the thing I love? Well, they got to know you from something else. And, you know, podcast felt like the something else. And, you know, people that come to my show, they go, well, I saw him scream at The Bachelor. That's, you know, oh, okay. Now we're going to go. He's funny. It's funny to me with The Bachelor. Yeah, yeah. Let's see what else he's got. And I would imagine people do that for David Spade. It's like, whoa, he was funny in the movie I love. Yeah, it's all – you get Joe Dirt fans. You get sure. Tommy Boy fans. You get, I mean, even Grown Ups fans. You get people from uh, – the newer ones are um, bench warmers. Well, that's yeah. not new, but, but some – Newish. Newish, yeah. yeah. And, and But the thing is um, – I saw him on stage, and this isn't to like you know this isn't this isn't the David Spade Appreciation Hour, but I was like, this guy's fucking really good. He's he's uh, understated his delivery the and most, just jokes. Uh, but I was like, I want to hang out with this guy. This guy seems like the f- the the best backstage hang. Like if oh, I yeah. was like, and he's so natural, and it's like. It, I was like, you, you know, the best stand up is the one there. You don't feel like you're being, you know, you feel like you're hanging with the person. Yes. And I was like, this is, he did a joke about being older with, you know, hooking up with younger women and then like extending the screen. <laughs> Do you know the joke I'm talking I, about? I think so, yeah. And I was like, that's fucking hilarious. Like, I was like, that's the joke I want to hear. Like, yeah. I was like, fucking hilarious. Like, so I, 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 it's very cool that you've gotten this opportunity. Yeah. And, and then it led to uh, a writer at Lights Out. And now you're a writer at Lights Out. And what's that like doing a new show? Oh, it's great. I mean, it's a daily show. Well, Monday through Thursday. Yeah. So it's a grind, but it's. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I never worked on a weekly. So. So this is this is all new and fun and yeah, different. Yeah, yeah, and everybody's funny there, and people and comics come in all the time. Now I want to talk about two things before we get yes. to the emails, and we're going to get to the emails. J Train Podcast at gmail dot com. J Train Podcast at gmail dot com. Bobby Miyamoto at Bobby Miyamoto on Instagram. Okay. First of all, you had a stroke. Yeah. How long ago did you have a stroke? Almost two years. 
You feel okay? Um, I would say physically I'm pretty good. Uh, voice issues still. I can't okay. talk loud. I, I does it bother? Am I talking too? No, no, okay, no, no. Okay, I'm okay. I'm worried. I'm talking too low. You're perfect. This is about as high as I can get. Uh, sometimes even... on stage, if I try to amp it up a little yeah. bit, uh, I can lose my voice. And really? Yeah. Is that an is that's a known? Yeah, voice side issues. effect. Yeah, I have. Uh, so I slur still not a lot, but if I'm like right now, I can slur. If a lot of times I can't think of what I'm going to say, but a lot. What happens is. I know what I'm going to say in my head. Sure. And I usually just start talking and hope that it comes, it comes out the out way. It. Usually it's not exactly, but I usually I can get through it. Does heart disease run in your family? No. Did you have the High mo- blood pressure does, though. But did you have the moment where you go, Aye! and then fell to the floor? No, or? it was, a, it was a, uh, over two days, and I had a blood vessel burst in my... I don't uh. know exactly, because I've tried to ask the doctor about what happened, and... There was like they don't explain it to me. Like they just said, the guy's like, "Could you have died? Yes. Did you? No." He goes, "He goes, you have to take better care of yourself." This doctor, yeah, <laughs> it sounds like you're going he to was a like doctor. I was that's, scared. I was scared to ask this guy questions. Yeah, it sounds like the guy was next to like the garbage can, and you're like, "Hey," and he's like, "Yeah, could you die? <laughs> I don't know, but you're here. Stop that complaining." Was he he very forceful, dude. I had a Uber driver once, and the guy had a sign up. I remember getting in the Uber. And I was like, he started talking to me. I'm like, oh, this Uber's talking to me. And I take out one headphone. I'm like, yeah, you know, like being a dick. Yeah. And the guy's like, he had a little bit of a slur. And I'm like, I can't understand a word. And then all of a sudden there was a sign up that said, hey, I have, I just had a stroke. The sign literally said, I had a stroke. I uh, Most of the reason I do Uber is to talk to people to practice talking. Yeah. That's one thing with my job. I can't go to speech. I'm I'm working all the time. So I yeah. used to go to speech therapy once once a week. Okay. And I, I haven't been doing that. And that helps. I mean, just, it's oh, like, it helps. it's a muscle thing. Though. Yeah. And she can even tell when I struggle. Those speech therapists, they know their shit because- They know, they, they yeah, yeah, She yeah. could tell when I slur on a word. I mean, some people like at work, they'll mm-hmm. say, I can't really tell. Sometimes I can't. But then, but I know, and but she knew it every time when I was struggling. Yeah, speech therapist, that's a good job. I mean- Oh, it, it's a good job. They make a lot of money. Well- I, and, But it's all females. I know it's all females because I made fun of it once. So I do a bachelor preview. We're going to get to this other yeah. story in a second. But I do a bachelor preview every year for Betches. And I'll, basically, it's like their name, their job, where they're from, and their picture, and their age. And then they give a little bio. Yeah. And one of them was a speech therapist. This is not the bachelor, the bachelorette, or it might have been two years ago. Whenever it was, so I made fun of speech therapists, like jokingly. I just, it's one of those jobs when I moved to New York, I'd never heard of anyone going into that in college. Like you would think you would, and then you get to New York, and like all these women are like, I'm going to become a speech therapist. And you're like, what? And then you're like, ooh, you must be a doctor. And then, and then you find out it's like, like it, it, it's one of those positions that like you can kind of jump into a little bit later. Uh-huh. So it's like, but then and they're also like a lot of them are aspiring to get into the school system because they get paid at a high level, but also they get to be in the school system with great benefits and stuff. So I made fun of that, and I was like, "Yeah, you you count to ten with kids for for an hour a day," and they were like angry like i like was just very flippant oh about yeah there's the, different levels oh there's that. different levels there's different types there's, there's like, people that work, work with, with veterans yeah. yeah and i was like i know i know i'm joking around um, <laughs> like you my speech therapist it. helped me a lot i mean 
I went through three weeks. I couldn't couldn't do. I couldn't talk. I mean, I could, I I could, uh, I could, I couldn't argue what I wanted to say or anything. Sure, I could. I could really slur. I mean, but it wasn't. Especially I couldn't form words. Probably about two weeks in, I could start to form a word. Now, were you doing stand up at the time when it happened? Uh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. and then I was probably out of it for. A month and a half. Pro- I shouldn't have been. A month and a half. I shouldn't even that have been seems on stage. Short. It was, but I would go. So I would go on, go on the road with, uh, Spade and Brody Stevens used to go. With okay. Us. And so, bro, I would go up, and they would say, "Just do until you can't go. Whatever anymore. you can." So I would just go on. Probably I, w- I was like Brody, just stay close. Like after about five minutes, could, sure, it could go from it could go from five to fifteen. And then so yeah. slowly I was able. But if I know what I'm going to say, I'm usually okay. It's like when I don't know what I'm going to say. I mean, a heckler must be like, it's, yeah, it's I a mean, tough situation. Yeah, well, I have to think probably. You have to think. I haven't really had too but, many of those. But uh, but also it's like we think a heckler's happening faster than it's actually happening. If anything, it, you know, a stroke might help me. I go too fast sometimes. Oh, do you? <laughs> like I, I, I go so fast sometimes that people, especially when I was first starting and I've gotten better since it. But like I go so fast sometimes that like I didn't even get the joke. You didn't let me laugh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I was always like, but I you're trying to create energy. That's kind of how I am on stage. But I, you know, I'm not asking for a stroke, please no. Um, but I, <laughs> so, um, but we want to get to so Bobby Miyamoto at Bobby Miyamoto. Go follow, go follow. He's on my page right now. Uh, I put up a picture. I like when you were uh, doing the San Diego show the the pre thank you. The pre, thank you. <laughs> you like? Well, I know people bought you know, tickets. It's gonna be a great show. I know it's gonna be great. I, uh, usually me. they start the show with the standing ovation. Yeah, no, usually. Come on, who's better than me than me? <laughs> you know, like listen, my mom, me, we think I'm great. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure it's gonna go okay. I, I, you. So lights out with David Spade. Yeah. You're a writer on the show. Yes. And and the the reason I get pushed to Spade a lot is because we both like The Bachelor. He had yeah. Hannah Brown on the show. Uh huh. And people can go watch. You went on a date with Hannah a Brown. A mock date. So the thing. Why was, was it a mock date? What was the setup? Well, it was like it was just like he chaperoned a date. Okay. Between me and Hannah, so I j- just gave her my qualities, and she was there to uh, to just act as a. But but she was very funny. And yeah. then Spade would tell me what to do, and they would kind of analyze it. So but, it's on. But YouTube. we had to do it. We we had a really longer one, but for these you can only make it. Ours was four and a half, and they were like. That's too long. I mean, four and a half minutes. Yeah, originally yeah. the original cut was like six, and that was way too long. Mm-hmm. And so we got it down to four and a half. And she was cool, very fun, cool, very cool. Down for it. She, yeah, she was great. She was. I, she didn't really even, you know, in those situations, usually you have people, and they will say they can't do this. Sure. They're not going to do this. There's no way she's doing a post interview. And. She just came in and she was she was fun. You know what you forget about her is she's twenty three and Hannah Brown was the bachelorette. She's like young. Yeah, like, she, yeah. You can see the very charismatic. You could see why she's a rating. I think she kills it in the ratings for ABC. Really? Yeah, and that's why she was on Dancing with Stars. And that's and why they brought her I back. Heard this that season. she might be bachelorette again. This is something that someone told. You're the second person today. To say that to me, and I think, I think she kills it so not, hard in the ratings. Not that this is a bachelor bachelorette podcast, but um, someone said that to me today, and I was like, "Oh, really?" And I started thinking, I was like, "There's not really anyone this season of the Bachelor that is someone I would want." Mm-hmm. So maybe they go back to the well, and someone that's been on another season. I get that, and I don't think that 
you would know more than me. I don't think The Bachelorette does the ratings that The Bachelor does. No, it's not the same. But I, I think I, she really pumped up those ratings. Interesting. I, I always thought The Bachelorette should be way different than it is. I thought it should have been a woman in her 30s who's been divorced once with men that are all in their 50s. I think that would be a more entertaining show. They are. They're coming out with Senior Bachelor. But it's, it's like older. Older than that? I think so. Oh, <laughs> they're just sharing pudding and yeah. shit. Uh, <laughs> b- pumped to have Bobby Miyamoto here. Let's do some emails. You ready? Okay. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. We're sponsored, people. Woo! Zip Recruiter! Zip Recruiter, Zip Recruiter, Zip Recruiter! Love what they do. Hiring is hard. Did you know three-fourths of employers say that they are having trouble filling open positions? They're taking bold steps to attract talent by raising wages, increasing benefits, and even that isn't working. But if you have a difficult role to fill, no matter what your industry is, hire that person with ZipRecruiter. And now you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash JTrain. ZipRecruiter sends you your job to over 100 of the web's leading job sites, but they don't stop there with their powerful matching technology. ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience for your job and then actively invites them to apply. So listen, ZipRecruiter is so effective that four to five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. That's fucking insane. And right now, ZipRecruiter, uh, you can try it for free. ZipRecruiter for free. My listeners can go to ZipRecruiter.com slash JTrain. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash JTrain. ZipRecruiter.com slash J-T-R-A-I-N, JTrain. ZipRecruiter.com slash JTrain. ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. Uh, Bobby Miyamoto, you ready for some emails? All right. Let's do it. Um, let me make sure that I got short and sweet. Jared, I'm a longtime listener to you. What podcast and recently started listening to J Train and I'm obsessed. Totes preach. How can I? How many sure. podcasts do you do? Seven thousand. Uh, no, I have. Because uh, I went to download and I was sure. like, I saw a couple of different ones. So I have you up yes. and J Train. So two of the two podcasts plus a Patreon. So I do a. Th- so I do three a week. You up is uh, once a week every Wednesday. J trains Tuesday and Friday. And then if you sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash Jared Freed, patreon.com slash Jared Freed, um, you get a bonus podcast every Sunday yeah. and we're at, where I just rant. And I call it my sad diary. And then um, we're actually adding to Patreon now. This is my little thank you for the segue. We're adding to Patreon. We're going to do a thing called Luxury Lounge where guests – complain about their luxury issues stuff that you can't complain about so that's gonna be behind a paywall so they won't get some like the seat on the private jet was a little uncomfortable that's exactly the type of complaints that i want that's it we uh, we've had uh, we've taped a few of them um but yeah so that's i'm doing a lot of i don't shut the fuck up all week so um your dating advice has hit home for me if uh, uh more times than i'd like to admit but it's helped me through a lot one question though that i've always wondered is why do guys on snapchat sometimes actively take a picture of them and respond and then other times they only chat back instead does it mean something if they continually are chatting back instead of snapping i have been talking to this guy and he goes on streaks where he mostly will send pictures back but but then for a week or two he will only send chats for his response uh, we do text, so when I send him a picture, I like to get a picture back, too. I'm hoping this isn't a sign that he no longer is as invested and is just stringing me along. Thanks for the advance. Uh, thanks in advance for your amazing advice. So, How are, long ago was this email sent? Um, 23 hours ago. Are people still using Snapchat? Well, it's changed. I know the that nature it's a- of it has changed. And I, I hear what you're saying. 
because I go on. I used to when Snapchat first was like when it, when Snapchat started cooking. Yeah. Okay. So if we go through like the timeline of Snapchat, um, it started as a like the way it was promoted when you saw it on websites. When I the way I, you know, this is just like you know how you're marketed to and how you receive the marketing is very different. So. The way I received Snapchat was, here's a way to send nudes over text that yes. erases right away. It's still the best way. This is the, this is, that's how it was promoted to me. So it started at, and most inventions start at porn or military. Yeah. So in, the, in that vein, Snapchat started as, hey, you can send someone your penis and it'll go away right away. Okay. Then they added stories. Then when stories happen, it kind of moved away from the penis thing and more became, hey, this is kind of what Instagram is Yeah, now. Instagram stories, yeah. So then Instagram stories, add, Instagram ad stories. Everyone's pretty like, much we, just lifted from Snapchat. They took it right from yeah. them. So then at that point, everyone's like, well, I don't need Snapchat anymore. Now Snapchat has gone back to text and it will go away. So okay. Snapchat is now back to where it came. So instead of it, it, when it started as messaging where it goes away, then it turns into this community where you can share your day. Now nobody shares it. I was promoting my Snapchat on earlier episodes. You can hear me ask for shits and tits. Yeah. And are you and, getting a lot of views? That, so that's what happened. So it started I started getting like thousands of views on my and the whole shits and tits thing. I I didn't want to I wasn't asking for nudes. I was joking. The idea being connect with me on Snapchat so that you can watch my stories so that if I have a show in your town, you'll see my stories. So I started I went to like 10,000 views on my stories without even knowing how many people I was connected with. And then the minute Instagram stories hit goodbye. Now, not even close. No one watches those stories. No one gives a shit. So now it's gone back to this thing. And what she's asking about is very interesting. Yes. Because people are meeting people on dating apps, and they think giving the number is a little too much. So they want to live in this like world where they could take the number out of your phone. Like, are you single, Bobby? Mm-hmm. You are? Yes. Are you Snapchatting with anybody? No. Well, I have a Snapchat, but I just haven't opened it in five years. Probably. Yeah. And that's the thing. People are going, here's my sna- take my Snapchat. Because it's a version of take my number, but it's a softer version. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. So with this this girl who's wrote, written in, I appreciate her email. It's looking into it way more than any guy's looking into it. She is asking. She's saying, well, I gave my Snapchat. We, we interact on Snapchat. She goes, we also text. Sometimes they'll send a picture. Sometimes they'll just chat. He's not. She's asking, is there a difference between the two? I don't think any guy thinks that deeply into things. No. I, I think there's a difference between Snap and your me- text messages. There's no difference between getting a picture and a, and a message yeah. on Snap. All right. There, I'm there trying is, to keep up the strokes. So, in. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> but, it, but I think the, the difference between Snapchat and your text, there's a reason I'm snapping you and there's a reason I'm texting you. Okay. You know, like I, yeah, I, I guess I, I even DM people on Instagram. So when you DM, is it someone that you're Sometime. friends with? Is it someone that you're attracted to? Like all, all around, sometimes all around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, even this conversation between us should show her that it's not that yeah, depth. That, yes, and she's looking into it. Like she's that. looking into it a little bit too much. But I do understand 
where she's like, I, I think to me, any guy who's sending you a snap message and not a text, it's it's a little bit more flirty. Like, I, I don't see, you know, when I, like, she's like, well, sometimes he'll send a picture, sometimes he'll send a message. I, I don't see the difference between that. But sometimes he'll go to Snapchat to send you a message. Sometimes he won't go to text. Whenever someone goes to Snapchat to send you a message over text, it's because it's a message they don't want being held against them. Yeah, but also something that she might consider is that yeah. it's also a way for him to keep the ball in the air. Totally. Yes, you're right. And and sometimes if you send a picture, I do understand the idea. If someone sends me a picture over Snap and you go, well, I'm out. I'm doing like it's funny because I'm in L.A. right now and my girlfriend's back in New York. Yeah. It's funny because our text, she's sending 7 p.m. texts at the time that I'm experiencing 4 p.m. Okay. That's a big difference. The type of text that you would send at 8 p.m. is different than the one at 5 p.m. Yeah. The one at 5 p.m. is coming home. I'm I'm on my way. Exactly. What are we doing like, for no dinner? No sending flirty texts at 7 a.m. 8 p.m. Tuesday when you're a little bit, you know, you're all cozy and you're jam jams. You're like, I miss you. What's happening? How was your day? The difference between those two are huge. Exactly. And being in the mindset for those. You're not in a good night, I miss you mood at 5 p.m. I think she is looking into it, but it is a thing where if you like someone, it doesn't look like you're just overpowering them on one one thing, like texting. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you give her something on Snapchat, maybe Instagram, yeah. texting. So it's able you're able just to stay in there a little bit. Yeah, you want it. The, keeping the ball in the air is totally the answer. He whether he, he he's not making a decision between message and picture. He's making a decision between keep the ball up or not. And you have to understand that if your messages are fun on a Snapchat and and he's at work packing up his day, yeah. There's no what picture he's going to send one of the fax machine. Exactly. He's got to send the, he's got to send a message that goes, "Hey cutie." And also he can show a little bit more personality probably off Snapchat. Oh, totally. And I will say that if you should if the, if the guy okay. works hard on a personality is that you should respond and say that something was good about it. Sure, sometimes you want to be you just interested. Get, you, sometimes you get the oh cool. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think for her though, I think obviously like the next thing is like you got to this all doesn't matter if you're meeting up and having plans together. So like I understand why she asked these questions, but the difference between the picture and the message not really there. It's more I get I agree. Keeping the ball in the air. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Here with Bobby Miyamoto. Go follow at Bobby Miyamoto. Lights out. Go watch the show. He's a writer on that show. That's a great fucking gig. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Unreal. Girlfriend going on vacation. JT Feather. 26 year old at a major city in the Northeast. Been a listener since the TFM days. Started di- so this used to be called the TFM podcast. Okay, and, you know that's uh, this guy's been listening for a while. Major city too. Major city, major. Started dating this great girl for about three months, and things have been top tier. She just let me know that she is going on a trip with friends from college to a tropical destination. She occasionally listens to the show, so I have to be careful. <laughs> she let me <laughs> get her subscribed. She let me know that both guys and girls are going on this trip, and well, let's face it, she has probably gotten together with someone in the group. 
in the past because she's real hot, and I wouldn't blame any of her quote-unquote guy friends for trying to hook up with her. She has never done anything for me to not trust her, but I cannot help but think something will happen while she's on this trip. I don't really know the group she's going with, so it's not like I would find out anyway. I know this is kind of an insecure... uh, Wait, not find out. He's saying I don't know the group she's going with, so he... If she did hook up, it wasn't. It's not like he would find out. Yeah, but you could do some detective work on that. <clears throat> you think so? He could. He could you surmise. Could, uh, there are girls that'll tell you exactly what's going down on that trip that could find Someone, that out. You'll you'll know. Some people are just bad poker players. They're just like, <laughs> you know, and you're like, oh, why are you laughing? Well, a girl could like look at a photo cat. from a photo from the vacations and say. Yes, she's fucking that guy right there. Another woman that's not even on the trip. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. I know this is kind of insecure to think, but how can I not? So I come to you for advice. Should I even say anything? Would that make matters worse? Should I plan my own trip to give her a taste of how I'm feeling? Wise one, JT. What's the best move? Keep doing what you're doing. Thanks in advance. What do you, uh, Bobby? What do you think? Was he invited? First of all, no. It sounds like that's a little. It sounds like what happened is they're three months in. They're hooking up and having fun. No, you know, commitment, but no commitment. And she's like, hey, just want to let you know, I got this trip coming up with this group. Just just letting you know. Yeah, How should I handle mean, it. The, the I don't agree with uh, plan my own trip. Taste of her. No, 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 no. That never works out. And also it's ain't going to look it, that ain't going to look strong. That is going to look that's a bad look. Yeah. Oh, have fun in Playa del Carmen. I'll be in Puerto Rico with my new gal. <laughs> and then it's you with a blow-up doll. <laughs> you know, like, and then you're just making out with a blow-up. Oh, we're having such a good time. Everyone, here's the thing about Instagram and social media. We're getting used to it enough to see the bullshit. The bullshit is rising. Yeah. You can see where it is. You can see how it goes. Everyone knows. So, you taking this trip is very transparent. We okay. know. So let's take that option off the table. You're not taking a trip to make her feel jealous. You're not going to be. What are you going to do? Post a picture of you in a Speedo? Look at me on the beach. No, she ain't going to fucking be into that. Yeah. Who are you going to go with? Alone? So that's out. What do you think of yeah. Uh, yeah, let me get eight of my friends so I can make this girl I've been yeah. for, jealous for three months. Yeah, we want to save our money for a trip we want to take. Um, I, I, I don't know. Something like that. I, I Would you feel jealous in the same scenario? I could see how he might be. Of course. He's not wrong for yeah. feeling the way he feels. Um, I mean, a, a tropical trip, girls in their bikinis, maybe Molly's involved. <laughs> <There> might be. <laughs> <laughs> Depends what you're into. Yeah. And if she's hot. Obviously, guys are going to talk to her. I, I don't know that. It, I think he I think this is way too. He's way ahead of himself. Anytime someone brings up. You you have anytime someone brings up something that you're like, you have to start at sounds awesome. Yes, that sounds like a great time. You have to be because nobody wants to be with someone that they believe is trying to to run their life Mm -hmm. so you and and connections are made based on you know feeling the same you know the connection i have with my girlfriend isn't because you know isn't because we i'm trying to 
put together a good set. Did I have a stroke? No, I uh, <laughs> uh, no. You're way is, more articulate than I am. But I don't think I, no, so. but I'm saying my the, my connection with my girlfriend comes over this the like it doesn't come over. We we don't both. I don't think we connect because we both like Chinese food. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think we connect because we both like ordering family style at Chinese food. Does that make a? Do you understand the sure. difference between those two? It's not that we like the same type of food. It's that we like ordering the same way. So this is what I'm talking about. Of course you're going to feel jealous. I'm not saying to fake it. I, I think it's okay to feel jealous. No one can tell you how to feel. But what I can tell you is your connection is going to be made based on how you react to this vacation and how you go about someone you're dating going yeah, on yeah, vacation. Yeah. You can't pout, but you can't be – you can't ask too many questions. Exactly. And you and you don't have a right yet. So I would be like, that sounds awesome. You're the cheerleader. Have the best time. To me, her cheating, because, again, he says there's no reason to believe that she's a cheater. So you're – go have fun. Why, and, and it has to be this thing where you're like, why would you cheat? Why would you hook up on vacation? I, I couldn't even – that's not even a thought in my brain. Why would I even believe that? And it might get to the point where she goes, are you, you know, she might want to go, well, aren't you worried? Aren't you? And it's like, well, why would you? I'm me. I would say one thing in his favor. If the girl is always texting him from the vacation, <laughs> that's a good sign. Of course. Obviously. But if she goes radio silent. Sure. But there's nothing he can do about it. That's that's the thing. The only thing you can do is be your cheerleader and be a positive yeah, individual and don't in check her life. Up. I wouldn't check up on her. No, either. and you go, hey, how's it going? Is it, is it fun? What did you guys do today? That's totally normal text. But I, I think what this will do is stop you from getting to know her until the trip happens. You, right now, if you do enjoy her company, keep enjoying it until she goes on the trip. When the trip happens, you go, ta-ta, bon voyage. And then that happens. Oh, my God. Whew. But when the trip happens, at that point, if the relationship is meant to be, if it's still going, you won't be three months in. You'll be five months in. And then she'll go, are you going to miss me? Of course I'll miss you, but I'll see you when you're back. J-Train podcast. But, and also, yeah. also, the jealousy thing. There are times I've been on vacation. And like in Vegas, I've met a group of girls. And there's one like, oh, yeah, I have a boyfriend. And there's, she's not cheating at all. Of course. Yeah. Dude, going on vacation doesn't mean you're going to cheat. Yeah. He's just insecure, which we all are. I think right now, the person that cheats on you or the person that like is like disillusioned by you is the one that two months before the vacation, the guy she's seeing keeps harping on her vacation. The, the, oh, you sitting here for two months until she goes away going, well, I guess you'll have fun with all those guys. She'll go, oh, maybe I should. Maybe, I guess, maybe those guys are worthwhile. I'm not saying that people are that like dumb to like be pushed that way, but it, I think you push someone away if the next two months before this vacation, whenever it happens, you harp on it. Exactly. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. We're sponsor people. Ooh, MeUndies. MeUndies. Who else is overwhelmed by adulting? Every month there are bills to pay and never ending to do list. One thing you can't live without is clean underwear. So why not adult with an, a MeUndies membership? An undies membership. I like that. You'll get responsible adult perks like site-wide savings, 
Free shipping and new undies delivered to your door each month. That's the most important part. Listen. How many undies do you think you get each month? I'm I'm on like I usually what ends up happening, and the reason this is such a great offer, is you get your underwear and you wear them to the bone. You wear them until they're just the strap. Yeah, or it's they're completely out of style. Yeah. They just look like shit. They're just a strap. They've disintegrated. And you're just putting on a strap because that's what you're used to doing. Because none of us have the time or, or uh, the time available to go to the underwear store. No. So let's make the mailman work for you. Let's take that time out of your life. Let's make sure that you have – what I would do is I would have – okay, I would get all my underwear out. And I'd be like, let's throw away four pairs. Now the new one comes in. Every time a new one comes in, you throw out an older one. Exactly. That's the thing. Now you got a conveyor belt of underwears. And you have updated right underwear, right which is underrated. And I love MeUndies. They're comfortable. They're the they're all I wear. Um, I know you hear a lot from MeUndies ads in your podcast life, but that's just because they're looking for undie domination. They want to be. They want to. They want to own your balls. They want to own your vag. So. MeUndies is a great way uh, to, you know, they're just so comfortable. I, I'm a fan, and I want you to get free money. 15, one, five, 15% off your first pair of free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go to MeUndies.com slash JTrain, MeUndies.com slash JTrain, MeUndies.com slash JTrain. Here with Bobby Miyamoto. Uh, you can go watch Lights Out with David Spade every Monday through th- Thursday. Date 5 Flip. Jared, I met a guy at a bar about a month ago. We've hung out five times since then. Every time we spent to time together, I could tell that he was into me. We texted at least a few times every day, and he has been the one to initiate almost all dates. We always have a great time, and the sex is really good. This sounds great. Cut to date five. I asked if he wanted to watch a movie on a Tuesday night last night. He said, yeah. I brought wine to his place, and we had another good date and had sex until I was about to leave. I could tell something was slightly off, but couldn't put my finger on what exactly. Tonight he called me and said he wasn't sure what he was feeling, but something was up. He said he liked me and that I was cute and smart and he enjoyed spending time with me, but he wasn't sure why he felt weird and that he would either text me to hang out again or he wouldn't. Okay. I told him, okay, no worries. I like spending time with him and I'm not in a rush for anything serious, but I wasn't interested in spending time with someone who didn't want to spend time with me. He said he couldn't believe I was being so cool. Uh, and that he was confused. We hung up, and now I have no idea what just happened. If he isn't interested, why couldn't he just come out and say it? Why would he have such a weird conversation that resulted in maybe I'll hear from him, but maybe I'll not? That is a weird thing. What happened isn't weird. What he said is weird. We'll get into it. I don't know what changed all of a sudden where we left things. I'm 25. He's 31, if that matters. Can you please help me figure out what the fuck is going on in his head, even if he does reach out? Should I be done with this guy because of his uncertainty? Also, would love a celeb look like. She's very pretty. Um, Shelby's not here today, but he's known for giving a celeb look like. You can take a look, Bobby. Cute, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What do you think? First of all, I think he was trying to be honest. Yep. And, you know, when you're letting someone down is there's no like you don't want to use. You want you don't want to be like completely harsh. Or at least I wouldn't sure. be like that. What, what was it? Sorry, stroke. What was that second part? <laughs> she said, uh, I, "If I he isn't interested, why would he he just come out and say it?" Oh, the other would thing. He, why would, would he have such a weird conversation that re- resulted in maybe I'll hear from him, but maybe I'll not? I mean, that's kind of I, a douchey thing to say. Well, but, but, I think 
to start to cut you off, but the maybe I what I've noticed is and I noticed this in arguments I have with women have great memories. Guys are saying shit out of their ass. I mean, they're not caring for the words as much as you're caring of when you receive them. Women who like you have good memories. The best memories. Yeah. Um, and the, all the words matter. And we hear it a lot on this podcast. The emails that come in, a lot of them are very similar. Like, he said this, mm-hmm. this, and that. And I understand. I don't think they're wrong for pulling the words that were said to them. But sometimes you're just saying the like a lot of guys are like a lot of guys. And I know I'm this way where it's like. Like you're throwing all the clothes in the in the luggage and I'll wear what I wear. Okay. so the metaphor I'm trying to get across is when I pack, throw a bunch of clothes in whatever it is. When a woman packs, it's oh, you brought three shirts and that outfit for Tuesday, and that goes with this, and that. And and the way guys speak is, throw it all in, shorts, T-shirts, pants, and shirts. And women are like, no, 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 I want, it. I want this shirt for Friday night, and I want these pants for Saturday night. And that's why when we say these things, like, to me, like, to me, I'll hear, you all either hear it from me or you don't. Again, I agree. It's a douchey thing to say, but I, I, let's take the intent with which it was said, which is I think that's him being very confused. Yeah, and plus, he, at least he's being somewhat honest. I think what he's saying is actually probably true. Yeah, I agree but with it, you. This is the type of situation where if I knew a girl who told me this story, I would say you could probably flip that script. If you just went off and did your own thing, okay, yeah. it, that would, and then all of a sudden he's going to come back. You know, especially if they've had sex five times. That's so interesting that you say that because it's like I don't like to like bet on the not probable solution. The not probable thing is him coming back and going, we should get married. I agree. But I will say this, how she she can make a very big decision right now. And it's the hardest one to make. And I'm, I'm with you all the way, because what he's saying, she goes, if he isn't interested, why shouldn't he come out and say it? He is interested. Right now, it's not a decision between you liking you and not liking you. That's how you're making it. That's not the decision he's making. This is a decision between uh, digging in and making you the responsibility and not making you a responsibility. So what, you know, and I don't think people really give enough, people don't give enough credit to the lifestyle change that is made when you dig it five dates in, you've had sex every date. You say, Oh, I'm not looking for anything serious. It's going to get more serious than it is. Now you've already counted the dates. You've yeah, counted the a f- month is a lot too. That's a lot. But it's also to say, Oh, I, I'm not looking to get married. Fuck off. Fuck off with, I'm not looking to get married. Women say that shit all the time. I'm not looking to get married. No, no, no. I know you're not looking to get married. I know you're not a crazy person. Are you looking to do Saturday during the day brunch and and half and me have to make the answer answer you yeah you are are you looking to have me have to answer your questions for where I am Saturday at six o'clock that's more than we had before and that's what the decision is it's not a decision between do I want to marry her or not it's a decision between do I want to have to answer her texts every time she texts or not that's the decision Or do I go back to Tinder, Bumble, Hinge and start new with less responsibility with someone 
that hopefully out is is a better choice than you. Yes. And that's a sign. And all of that, I understand the person go, that sounds very personal. It's not. It's a decision between. So right now, you say he's 31, he's five dates in. He knows you want something more. He's deciding, okay, I need to decide if this is someone I'm going to pursue to maybe disappoint more than I'd be disappointing them now by saying it. Are we on the same page? Oh, yeah, I agree. I think everything you're saying. So, so I think for her, back to Bobby's advice, is to say, get your head clear. I'm moving on. Good luck with your life. I'm not going to be a second option, which this is a speech that I don't buy. But listen, you could say this is what you say. I'm not going to be a second option. Good luck. I hope you find the best for you. Even not a second option. I'm just if if you're not into it, let's just go our own ways. We're gonna go our own ways. No more texting. No more nothing. The only time you text him back is when he says, "I want to give this a shot. I want to take you out." And he has a plan with, "I'll take it." That's the only way you go back in. No tangential hangs. No more wine on the Tuesday night. You know, like you did. You're back to first date effort. If he does that, then you go along with it. But for now, you got to go all hold, all breaks. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Bobby Mo- Miyamoto. Your name is, it's, once I get it out, yeah. your last name. Miyamoto. Uh, yeah. I want to say Mamimoto for some reason. Oh, I get it. When I. Morimoto, when you probably because of the chef. Miyamoto, people uh, on stage. It's rare that it's, they nail it. Oh, I get Jared Fried, Gerard F- Friend. Um, I've gotten it all, but I, I understand. What's your background? Uh, Jap- well, Japanese. Dad's side of the family is Japanese, and okay. they're all from Hawaii. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Do you go to Hawaii a lot? I do, but he moves to Oregon now, but I have a lot. All his relatives live in Hawaii. You know what's funny? Uh, I don't know if it's funny, but th- what was interesting to me is I there's a lot of Hawaiians in Vegas. Yes. So I didn't know that. Because it's so expensive in Hawaii, but a lot of Hawaiians, uh, they, uh, downtown especially. So that's this is exactly what was told to me, that a lot of Hawaiians, this guy actually, he's a he was a caterer, mm-hmm. and he did Hawaiian catering in Vegas, and I was, his, I was in his Uber, and he was a very nice guy, but he was telling me, he's like, he's like it's kind of sad, but like Vegas is basically like Hawaii, uh, a Hawaiian outpost where people are moving because it's, you know, you can yeah, you buy can't land. buy a house for cheap in Hawaii, and but yeah. in Vegas you can. Also, it's weird when Hawaiians go on vacation. There's a hotel. It's California Hotel Main Street. There's downtown, and okay. they all go to that hotel. It's like one hotel in Vegas. Yeah, but the, I would say predominantly it's 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 all Hawaiians. If you go there, there's that's Hawaiian hilarious. Food, every, I'm like, you're coming from Hawaii. You're going to go vacation. Well, I mean, that's every from every goes. group of people does that. Like it's like you go to like uh, like listen. When I used to go away on vacation with my family. All Jews. Yeah. Okay. Jews are the same place. We're basically transferring, you know, outside, you know, Jewish outside of Boston to now it's in Puerto Rico. You know, it's in San Juan. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, a, it's like comfort shit. Let's do some emails. Right. We got one more sponsor before we move on. Very excited about today's sponsor. Go ahead. Quip, 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 quip. Quip, makers of the electric toothbrush want you to know the one single rule that matters most for your dental care. Simplify. Simply, I thought it was simplify. Simply, if you have good habits, you will have good teeth. 
So that's a good, what's a good habit? That means brushing for two minutes twice a day and flossing regularly. Quip makes brushing your teeth simple, starting with an electric toothbrush, refillable floss, and activate an anti-cavity toothpaste. I can't read today. Quip's electric brush may has sensitive sonic vibrations with a built-in timer and 30-second pulses that guide, to guide a full and even clean. The Quip floss dispenser comes with pre-marked string to help you use just enough. That's a big deal. Listen, we're all looking to save. We're all looking to do the right thing. You don't want to go through floss at a rate that's too much. You want to be able to have the right amount of floss so they tell you how much to use. Um, and it's the Quip delivers fresh brush heads, floss, and toothpaste refills to your door every three months with free shipping so your routine is always on point join the over three million healthy mouths and get quip today starting at just 25 dollars. here's what i'll say about quip i want you the i want you the listener to time yourself brushing your teeth using your using your phone do it time yourself using your phone and see how long you go just you're not going two minutes i promise you kip quip keeps you honest okay quip keeps you honest it makes you look in the mirror and say you don't brush for two minutes you brush for um, 30 seconds and you called it two minutes and if you go to getquip.com slash jtrain right now you'll get your first uh refill free that's your first refill free at getquip.com slash jtrain that's g-e-t-q-u-i-p.com slash jtrain quip the good habits company Bobby Moyamoto, I really appreciate Miyamoto. Fuck. That's good though. I fucked up. And we're we're not editing that. I would out. say out of ten times you've nailed it. Eight and eight. A half. I, yeah. I, I agree with those numbers. Let's do one more email. Okay. At Bobby Miyamoto. It's been a pleasure to have you, man. Oh yeah. Dude, Thanks I really appreciate me. you coming on. Yeah, I'm glad. Um let's do the dreaded convo. Okay. What's your last relationship? Uh was it a situationship? Was it like a hookup? Probably a hookup, yeah. Have you ever been married? No, never been married. Kids? Had, no, never. Just I, what's your do you, are you on dating apps? You know, I was on Tinder for a little bit. Yeah. Liter- but I think it was after the wave. Mm-hmm. And I literally whatever, I don't remember. I hit I swiped at least 500 people, right? Yeah, yeah. I think I got two responses. Come on. I'm not kidding. Why don't you do like Hinge? I should. I mean, I, I don't I don't even have time for it now. Yeah, but now you got like a job. You, you're a writer yeah, in yeah. L.A. Like you're like at this point, you're killing it above. Yeah. Like especially L.A. Like there's a lot of guys on there that are like, yeah, I wake up at 12 and I go to the open mic and then I go to bed. Like, And they're, they say they're full time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, I'm a comedian. I'm an actor. You know, it's like you're in the writer's room. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't even know which one to get on. You should go on. Hinge. Someone sent I think me. You'd be someone good. sent me a, a. I think Hinge would be good. A, for a you. one to do on Raya, though. Oh, you got you can go on Raya. Well, the, I think, I think Raya is not the move for you. I don't think not so either. To, and that's not an insult. That's just more. I think you're I, a thoughtful I, guy, and Hinge is going to be a good place for you. And plus, I like like I lived in New York for a bit, mm. and I liked in New York. I met people from every walk of life. Yeah, like I met people in the financial industry. Mm-hmm. I met artists, and you know, people that sold insurance or whatever. And I yeah. kind of like that. That it's not everybody is Does in this, the entertainment. Yeah, business. I I think that's the 
the best part about New York is there's a scene for everything. Yes. So it's like there's a there's a chef scene. There's a comedy scene. There's a ballet scene. Uh, L.A. doesn't have, you know, L.A., the scene is the is the, is the entertainment. Like, it's almost refreshing to meet a lawyer here, right? So, I don't know. I'd give it a shot. Why not? And you'd say Hinge? I think that's the one. Uh, they don't sponsor me. They don't. They have in the past, but not anymore. I, um, I just, you know, we did one on the show. There's a new dating app. I can't remember, of course, but um, it's and not it, it's not based on looks. So basically, you you match with someone, mm-hmm. and they have a their picture is blurry, and the more you message them, the less blurry it gets. I love that, like a jigsaw puzzle coming together. Yeah, but we were saying that, but then when it. Well, what? then you're. What happens is the problem with that is that it forces you into a position to be a dickhead. You know, what we don't want to admit to is that looks matter, and they're a part of the puzzle. Like the whole idea of like, oh, when people are like, oh, Tinder's so mean. If you don't think people have been swiping right and left since the beginning of time, you're out of your fucking mind. Of course. So you, before Tinder exists, my dad was walking to a bar, going left, right, left, right, and that's how it goes. The problem, the reason it's been different is that Tinder makes it easier to talk to the people that you would go maybe right on. You know, you know like, you know, yeah. you ever do the swipe right where it's like, oh, sure. It's almost just a sympathy slide. Uh, sure. Yeah. And then you start talking, you go, oh, yeah, maybe I can be convinced, you know, like, and it's a shitty way to go about it. Like, that's not, you, someone could be listening right now going, well, who are you, Jared? I'm nobody. I'm saying that's, that's the problem with the app is that you could be, Joe Nobody with no job and going, ah, you should have the pleasure. And in a bar, the difference at a bar is that you have to go, I really need – you have one arrow. And you're just trying to hit – I don't know how successful it could be without looks. I'm not sure about success, but I think um, – I mean, to me, it's the same as DMing someone with a private account. You know, if you DM them and you're private, hey, I thought you were cute. I just want to meet. And you, they go – they friend you. They look at you. Then they go, "Hey, nice to meet." You. And then they disappear. That's a, that's the only reason they disappear. Yeah, I hear. I, I have given a quick them question no, for you. You've given them no ability to be classy. Is what I'm saying. Let me ask you this question. Sure. Well, I've got you here. Sure. I'm here. So when someone uh, follows you on Instagram, right? Yeah. And they say they like like seven photos to let mm-hmm. you know that they followed. So and she's I call it tapping on the window. Okay, mm-hmm. and she's a she looks at least by her profile pic she's attractive, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when mm-hmm. she follows like seven pictures, that means do they want you to follow them back? Yeah, I would say the the dance is to follow you back. But what back. happens? You think she's but then you go to it and it's private. Yeah, I if someone like and then what do you unfollow? No, you they if 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 but the, what if they they're one of these people that post fifty times a day. I mean, that's a crazy person. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't want to date that person. Yeah. That's a, that's a character flaw. Yeah. You know, more than am I attractive. So if someone liked seven of my pictures in a row and then they followed me after and then I looked at them, they're private. I was like, yeah, let me take a shot. I go to follow them. Yes. They let me in. Now I'm letting the house. Let me, you know, use your shit. I'll like a bunch of, and I'll go look at throw around. And then it's like and then I think at that point you could like seven in a row yourself. And then now you're doing the internet tango. You're doing the DM tango. Now at some point, someone has to break. And you would write a DM going, hey, I figured a high made sense at this point. 
I would say something to acknowledge. Hey, now that we've liked each other's pics, now that we've liked each other's lives, I figured I would say hi. How'd yeah. you find Spade my- Spade told me, he goes, because I would show him, yeah. and he goes, you got to message that girl. Yes. If someone's liking multiple in a row, that is a form of flirtation. It doesn't mean, and this is, I'm not saying, like, come here, here's my penis. I'm yes. not saying that. You can slow play that. That is a, that is a, they're tapping at your window. Hello? I'm so hard. So, so a message from me isn't that unexpected if they like six photos. Absolutely. You're within your right to send a message going, hey, saw you liked a bunch of my pics. All right. I wanted to say what's up. up. I'm going to see how that goes because I'm going to try doing uh, that. You should absolutely do it. But I think anytime you DM someone, it has to be with awareness and care. So you have to be aware of where you're coming from. Hey, I saw you liked a bunch. I, vulnerability is so underrated. I think say, letting loose that, hey, I noticed you. Is such a nice thing. Yes, that you know, if someone said to me, so many times, yeah, I'll no get, one can get mad and say, "Hey, I noticed you." The worst DM I used to get when I was single was, "Oh, so you're kind of funny." You came to my door, you knocked at my door, and you were a dickhead. Fuck off! I don't want to date you. There's too much options out there to play that game. So you're not that great. So if you go in hat in hand. Hey, I saw you liked a few of my pictures. I uh, just want to say what's up. Wow, uh, you saw, you noticed. That's vulnerability in a small way. Let's do one more email, then we gotta get out of here. All right, jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Been seeing this guy right uh, since right before Thanksgiving, and has been going great. Really started to like him. Have met a bunch of his friends, and he is always including me on their plans. We have discussed that we're both not seeing, talking, dating anyone else in terms of exclusivity. But when I tried to push the convo for official commitment, he was receptive but beat around the bush a little and but harped on how much he loves spending time with me. <laughs> I love spending time with you. What a, what a change in direction. Uh, and hanging out with me and said he is open to a relationship but it sounded more general than specific to us. I also got the sense that he's never been in a serious relationship before because he told me he's never really developed strong, lasting feelings for someone and it just fizzles after a while. Which I know uh, can understand and uh, and often feel the same where I don't like the vast majority of people I go on dates with. Basically just want to know how to push the convo to get an answer and commitment from him. Also want to note he talks about the future and even referenced my birthday weekend at the end of May. He also cooked for me on Valentine's Day, so he's doing all the right relationship type things. He's 29, FYI. Please shed some light on your wisdom. Much appreciated. Feather, feather. Uh, what do you think? I think he probably just doesn't want to go super fast, but it sounds like things are good. Sounds positive. I think. I think when especially you're... if you made it through Thanksgiving, so that, yeah. that's the toughest part of the year to make it through with somebody. Sure. Thanksgiving, the holidays, all that, because stuff gets crazy. He, yeah. And then all the, I, I could understand. It's just like, hey, we just started dating. Let's not. I go understand crazy where he's coming from. I understand where she's coming from. She's like, hey, um, do I call you my boyfriend or not? That's really what she's getting at. It sounds like she's getting everything from this that she would want from a boyfriend. Here, Here's the slippery, here's the tightrope walk that a guy has to do or the person in the position. If this guy, second date was like, I want to be your boyfriend. I love you. I need you. Ooh, baby. You go, this guy's fucking crazy. Goodbye. So part of the reason that you're like here is because of the way he played it. So admit to that. Take stock. What do you want more? If the only thing you want more is the label, what's it going to change? 
So that's part of it. The other thing that I don't like that he said, he's like, you know, he talks about relationships and then he fizzles. The reason it fizzles is because he's not letting people into his life enough to get to know them. He's afraid. Here's what he's here's what he's feeling. I, I know what he's feeling. He's afraid to get too deep with you where he has to disappoint you. Life is uncomfortable. He's not admit, he's trying to make life more comfortable than it's going to be. So his way of doing that is by pushing off the label so that if that fizzle happens for him, he can go, hey, this was nice, but we're going to move away from this. And you can't go, well, we share, you know, you can't go to the next level in this relationship. But it it's a good sign that he doesn't want to disappoint you. It's a ever- good sign. That's what I'm saying. So, like, I think the one thing you can do at, on this side of things for her, I think being a little more difficult is actually a good thing. Making him meet you at your stand, okay? So if one of those things is, hey, uh, I'm going to, the only way I'm sticking around is if you start calling me your girlfriend because you're my boyfriend. You're, I think you driving the bus will help this. Hey, you're my boyfriend. And if he's like, well, okay, then what changes? I think being a little bit of a Jew, yes. like if, if I could describe a, a person, this would be describing like women I've known in my life. And I, I say that as a joke going, be a little bit of a, a annoying. And I think you're going to find that he's going to either step up or not. The guy, And he's not not stepping up because he doesn't – because he was going to step up later. That's the thing. The whole idea of like, well, uh, you know, because he's literally looking at you going, I don't want to go swimming while standing in the pool. <laughs> yeah, good analogy. And it's, it's, that's what's happening right now. And guys, and I am this guy, I've been this guy with my girlfriend where it's like, I, I, I guess I'm swimming. And I know you don't want to have to drag someone, but this is the reality of life. And he's just afraid of a breakup that's going to have to happen, probably. Most relationships don't work out. Nine out of ten don't work out. The tenth one's end is divorce 50% of the time. So that's what he's trying to avoid, and you just can't. And you have to say to him, hey, I need to go to the next step. You're my boyfriend. I'm there. I'll I'll be here waiting for you when you what get here. What if she's worried he's going to cut bait if she starts doing that? He would have cut bait anyways. I don't, oh, you know, at point. that point, you know, because when you say it's one of two things. He's not giving you the relationship because he doesn't want to be in a relationship. and he, Or he's not giving you a relationship because he's afraid of what a relationship entails. The difference between this email and the last email, the last email where he's like, the difference is he's already in the relationship. Before we're talking about a guy who's like not sure of going to the next level. Oh, okay. It was the five dates one. Yeah, the five dates one. The five dates one is different than this one. The five dates one is he's looking ahead to being like, I don't want to have to answer your calls on a Saturday. This guy's already answering the call yes. and saying, well, I don't want to be – you're there. So that's the difference is you're just saying to him, hey, we're already here. Too bad, buddy. You got to get out of the pool. <laughs> this guy's the, – uh, the five dates guy's not jumping in. J-Train Podcast at gmail.com. Bobby Miyamoto, thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. This it was, was such a pleasure. Yeah. It was right, really great to meet you. I'm, ho- I'm happy we got this together. At Bobby Miyamoto on Instagram. Go, go, go right now and follow. Um, 
I'm Jared Freed, here from L.A. We're going to do one more episode from L.A., and then we're back in the New York studio. Uh, New York and Boston, go to jaredfreed.com, jaredfreed.com. We'll be back next episode. Boom.